0: You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, M.D. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist podcast, episode number 154, perfect versus ideal. All right, y'all. Let's just hop right into this today. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you back, Um, and I want to thank you if you have recently left a review. Um, I really do appreciate that. That helps me spread the word to other RBGYNs. so thank you to those of you that have done that, Um, and I really mean from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. All right, so I want to talk about today something that I think I see a lot of us out there doing, because as high-achieving people, right? We we often put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think it comes down to wanting to be seen as like doing well, right? We we want to be seen as good, as acceptable, as doing well, but also kind of we want to be seen as flawless, <laughs> right? Maybe even a little perfect. We don't want to say that, but that's oftentimes why we are putting a lot of pressure on ourselves, um, it, we might not identify as like well i don't want to be perfect, but we don 't want others to know that we have flaws, okay because then they might judge us right, and so you know I want you to to kind of think about if that shows up in your life, you know where is it that i i don 't want someone to judge me around, and that is kind of where this, this pressure can often um, really be seated in, right? And of course, this pressure is self generated, right? So, uh, you know, those people out there, like I'm pointing out there aren't judging us harshly, that judgment is often coming from us and our own brains, um, with whatever we are doing. Um, So whenever it comes to this type of pressure that we put on ourselves, I think it might be helpful to really Think about um, uh, the the difference between what is perfect and what is ideal, okay at least in the sense of how we use these words in our daily life and in our in our language you know if you go look up the definitions for these they're they 're similar right like that 's i don 't know they 're both kind of they 're both perfect right and so what i what I mean here is whenever we say the word perfect, we mean that like we 're kind of referring to something you know, something's perfect, like out there outside of us, it appears absolutely flawless, right? Whenever we say the word ideal, oftentimes what we mean is like, well, if, if I got to pick, I would like it to be a certain way, right? That's how we use these words a lot. And so, so we might be, for example, like assisting someone on a C section, like one of our partners, and we might say, like, wow, that closure looks perfect. Right. Um, and then maybe we do one and our partner assists us and they uh, they're not even saying anything. And we say, wow, mine's less than ideal. Right. That's usually how we use ideal is less than. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we, we say, oh, my, my whatever is less than ideal um, or this situation is less than ideal. OK. And so sometimes ideal can be used kind of against ourselves if we are um, saying less than ideal, right? But if you ask yourself, okay, if something is less than ideal, if, if your closure that your partner's helping you with on a C section is less than ideal, what would ideal be, right? And you would probably say, well, it, it would be closed nicely in a way that I know will heal well and, you know, the patient recovers well, gets the job done, right? And so what I think the difference here is is that we often view others as, you know, being perfect or doing perfect. And then we view ourselves as not, right? We we look at the work that we do, and we're like, hmm, that's, that's not, you know, ideal, right? Or it's not, it's not great, you know, or someone may compliment us. And we're just kind of like, I don't know, like we downplay it, or we even um, kind of question or judge it harshly, um, whenever someone gives us a compliment on the work we do. Um, And so, so I think that that's interesting. Okay, because, you know, we, you know, we we think others are kind of this you know, do a perfect job or they're doing well, but we are not. And we also have kind of tend to have this bias that others will view us as less than perfect. Um, And then, you know, maybe then they will find out how flawed we are, and that we suck. (laughs) Right? So what if we really thought about being ideal instead of perfect? Like, what if we aspired to do the ideal thing or have, uh, you know, the ideal life versus the perfect life, right? And so what I mean by that, like an ideal um, something, I don't know, an ideal life is like what I would really want to see happen. If I was the one that was like outside looking in, ideally, I would like it to be like this, right? X, Y, and Z. Perfect, okay? If I want a perfect life, Well, that's unachievable as a human. And, you know, but we we think like, well, uh, you know, perfect is what I think others should view me as, typically, okay, we don't, we don't like saying that, you know, we don't like admitting that. But we don't want others to know that we have flaws. And so, you know, we often strive to take good care of people, right. Um, And, you know, we want to, we want to, you know, do our notes in a way that appears perfect, we want to be seen as, you know, a good doctor that doesn't make mistakes. Um, we don't want someone to think that we have flaws. And, you know, that's, you know, that's something that we have to sometimes work on. Okay. And so an example um of perfect versus ideal is something I see a lot from docs whenever it comes to charting, right? Charting isn't necessarily hard. It's just paperwork, right? We're all very good at typing. We know how to type. <laughs> it's actually doing it, making ourselves do it, right? Um, it's the it's the mind drama that keeps us, you know, stuck whenever it comes to charting. And so um, what I you know, think that that we we see often is like we we spin out, right? Um, Whenever we sit down to chart. And um, we we think like, well, I'm so overwhelmed, there's so much to do. And we also spin out in everything needs to be in here. It needs to be, you know, complete. Uh, like like the whole history, right? Like it needs to be perfect. right? And especially if it's like a case that's going to be seen by another doc. Um, and so maybe that is a patient that was referred to you and their PCP or their primary OB is going to see your note. Um, when it gets back to them, right? Or maybe it's a note that a specialist will see when you send them the chart for a patient that you're referring out. Maybe it is you transferring a patient from your hospital to another facility, and you know that the service that is accepting your patient is going to read your transfer note, right? So what is the difference between ideal and perfect in that situation? And in that situation, I want you to really think about that, okay? Um, ideal is what I would want to see. Perfect is what I want others to view of me. So if I'm getting a patient sent to me from somewhere else, and I'm reviewing the notes, an ideal note is one that has the basic information that I need in an easy to read format. That's ideal. That's what I would love to see, right? A perfect one probably includes like a family tree diagram or something, right? Like something really extensive that I might not need. Um, it might have way too much information. If I'm the one viewing a perfect chart, you know, something that, that someone has really tried to get perfect, it may be that it has a lot of stuff in there that I don't need, right? And so we try to do perfect to, you know, have others have an opinion of us. But when the, the reality of the situation, what we would like to see is different, right? So when the roles are reversed, can I take the drama out of this and remind myself of what I would want? And that's not perfection. Sometimes I wish that there was less information to come through even. Maybe there was less records, right? That would make it ideal for me. And so I think, um, I think that this is something that we can really utilize whenever we are, you know, kind of spinning out in Trying to make a chart perfect or, you know, an A plus chart, a gold star chart, whatever you want it to be. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you just need to have the basic information in there. Who cares if you misspell a word? Okay. I do not. I never judge someone if they're missing punctuation or, you know, if, if it's not completely grammatically correct or if something is misspelled. I do not judge you guys. I hope you know that. And I hope you don't judge me either. Okay. Um, and so I think that where this could also be helpful. Is with parenting, um, and because I see this is how we view ourselves as parents too. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect, um, which is what we, you know, what we think that other people, you know, think we should be. Right? Like we are told by social media or, you know, by looking at other people, comparing ourselves to others, that we need to be this perfect parent, which would be like Pinterest worthy. You know, we make it to every single school activity and class party and game and PTA meeting. And we are always happy with being a parent. And it's super easy, right? That's like what the perfect parent would be. And uh, versus the ideal parent is one that has fun with their kids, makes some good memories, even if it's something little, like, you know, having one of your kids help you fold some towels, you just like, Hanging out, folding some towels, making some memories, right? Like it's not, it's it's just life, right? It's not this organized, perfect thing. Um, ideal parenting maybe is like you're as supportive as you can be, um, so that even when you aren't physically present, um, your your kiddos know that you would love to be there, um, but that you're cheering them on from afar right um and so so ideal parenting like is what you would want so what would you want in in a parent and like if if you were a kid again what would you want in a parent that's an ideal parent that is one that you know is is the what we should strive to be right like that's what we really want to be and so i want you to think about that like whenever you're really comparing yourself to others or you're finding yourself you know, wrapped up in something with a lot of brain drama of like, what if they think I'm not as good, or they think I'm messed up, or they think I make mistakes, or whatever, like whatever that brain drama is, ask yourself instead, like, what is the ideal version of what I'm doing? Like, what would, what would ideal be? Ideally, what would success look like for me? Right. And don't let your brain answer. Well, like, ideally, it would be perfect. (laughs) Because that's fake. It's not real. Perfect is not a, a thing. It's like a fallacy, you guys. And so I want you to think about that. If if I had my way, how would this be? If what would my preference be? You know, in in an ideal world, I would prefer uh, to see X, Y, and Z. Okay, so whenever you find yourself like spinning out in a little bit of perfectionism or a little bit of, you know, control enthusiasm, <laughs> right, if you're getting wrapped up in a lot of brain drama or comparing yourself, or saying I should be able to do X, Y, and Z, or I should be doing, you know, all these things to be considered a good parent. If you have the shoulds, maybe you should think about, okay, but what would an ideal parent look like? Okay, what would I like to see in a parent? Okay, and that's how you're gonna start to kind of chisel away at those like perfectionism type thoughts and thought patterns that are holding you back. Okay, so ask yourself those questions and, and see how this works for you. Okay. Um, first, always, 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 we are gaining awareness so that we can actually apply this work. So if you aren't sure where, where perfectionism or comparing yourself to others, or like feeling like you want to control all the things, if, if you aren't sure where this brain drama is even occurring for you, then I want you to just start watching yourself. Okay. Like watching, like being a watcher in like your brain and gaining awareness of where this is happening for you. I like to write down all my thoughts so I can see like whenever I'm upset about something or I am like really in my brain drama, I'll just write it all out on paper and then I can like point at that paper like, oh yeah, there it is. It's because I'm trying to be like what I saw on social media or it's like I'm trying to be perfect, because I think so and so is perfect, and that they've got it right, and I don't have it figured out like that. And so I'm comparing myself, you know, so writing out your thoughts is how you gain that awareness in the first place. So if you aren't really sure, that's what you you need to start with. Okay, so try it. It's, it's actually really therapeutic to get it all out too. Okay. And remember, your thoughts are not the truth. Your thoughts are not you. Okay, your thoughts are just random stuff that your brain comes up with to fill the time, okay? <laughs> sometimes at least. Um, your thoughts, of course, are very smart most of the time, but sometimes your brain, if left to its own devices, um, it just comes up with, with filler, okay? You don't have to believe it. All right, friends. So we are going to wrap up there. Also, I want to remind you, if you are someone that dreads call, go to my website, and um, sign up for the Calm Call Checklist, okay? Um, I am on a mission to try and help y'all uh, fix call dread. So I don't want anybody out there dreading call anymore. I want you to go start utilizing that Calm Call Checklist. So go to coach-miles.com forward slash checklist if you want to get that free download, okay? And you can use it uh, immediately to start, um, you know, doing some of the activities on there so that you're, you can retrain your brain to not dread call. Okay. All right, friends, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six month coaching program, the Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.